Welcome back to the EmptySpiral.net podcast, the official podcast of the Lacuna Core community. My name is Matt Rycroft. Today we'll be talking to Christina about the album Coma Lines. This interview was taken uh, just before the show at Manchester back on the 26th of October uh, 2012. So there's quite a lot of noise in the background, but there's never a quiet place in the dressing room behind the show. So uh, check it out. weird but it's like I'm, I'm living in a, on a cloud every time so I, I live the moment but I don't keep like a lot of memories especially about the albums because it's always pretty much the same process you know we, we focus on the music we close ourselves in a, in a studio and we just write based on what we're living in the moment and the experiences and, and the life surrounding us so I definitely remember we were in Germany because um, all the albums that we did with Valdemar were recorded in Germany. I don't remember um, if we were living in the Century Media apartment, but I think it was. I think it was. And it's, it's pretty cool because we were living in a very, very small apartment. Uh, it was like a kitchen, a bathroom, and then there was just like one room with three, um, how do you call the, the beds? We call them castle, castle beds, but you know, like two, one bed after uh, above each other. Bunk bed. What? Bunk bed. Bunk bed. So like three bunk beds. We were all sleeping in the same room, one TV, one table, Xbox that we brought from Italy, together with a lot of products, you know, to eat, because you know how much we love food. And, and I mean, this is pretty much how far my memory goes because most of the time if I didn't have to record the vocals I was you know staying home maybe cooking for the guys when they were coming um, home at night and I honestly don't really remember that much What sticks in your mind the most from, from that time? Pardon? What sticks in your mind the most from the recording? Was it playing uh, Xbox or From the recording, um, a little bit of everything because, I mean, uh, we were recording in a studio in Hagen in Germany. So I remember a lot, you know, just like the area around the studio where we were going to eat after the recording. Um, uh, I remember the apartment that was like in the same building of Central Media, so I remember you know, a lot of visits to, to the guys at Central Media, which was basically like stairs down. They were there, having a coffee, grabbing a coffee with them, going to the grocery store to buy some food for the night. It's a combination of things. It didn't really, in a way, it didn't really feel that we were recording an album, because I mean, the music, the, the, the biggest thing was done already, so it was kind of like a vacation mixed woodwork.
don't really listen to uh, our albums in general because I don't know. I I, I think it, it would be kind of uh, not pretentious. I can't really find the world. But it's like if you put too many pictures of yourself in your house, you know, it's just like I, I don't want to contemplate myself or the job that I did. I think that was like a painting. You know, we, we painted the moment back then. I don't need to look at it so many times if I pass by I just look at it and I say oh I like that I mean I remember this and this but I don't necessarily need to listen to to our music over and over as much as I enjoy it What do you still like about the album, the music at the time? Mm, I like the fact that there was a lot of melody in it uh, and that some of the songs are really epic. Uh, not epic as a, you know, like epic metal uh, would be, but there is still like a lot of like, I want to say greatness because that would sound like cocky, but epic, epic would be the, the right word without thinking about epic metal music. I, I just like that. I like the arrangements, the strings, some of the songs. If you could change anything of the album, would you change If I could change anything... Well, if you look at the details, there is always something that you would change because like, oh, maybe I didn't warm up before the song, which I never do anyway, but I would have probably warmed up more before the recording just because uh, the vocals are just better maybe if you, if you warm up. But the point is that we don't really practice uh, a lot before entering the studio because we're so focused on the songwriting that we get more confidence with the songs while we start playing them on tour. That's where you really, really feel the song. Probably not really when you record it, but you start to feel the song even more after playing it a lot of times. I don't have a favorite one. I mean, there are some songs that I like, you know, like very much Angel's Punishment, which is one of the most diverse songs that we've ever done, if you think about the whole discography. Um, I like Tightrope. Tightrope is a good song to play live because it's really energetic. Of course, Heaven's Alive. I have a great memory of Heaven's Alive because, I mean, it's the song that gave us the breakthrough in, you know in the middle in the metal scene but then also other songs like Humane for example maybe they could have been done better but I think that it, they were the perfect picture for the moment where the album has been recorded so I wouldn't really change anything released 
two songs from the album. You released obviously Heaven's Alive mm-hmm. and Swamps. Yes. Given that Coming Eyes gave you, opened the doorway to America for mm. you, it was a real step change in the popularity of the band. Yeah. If you could have released any of the other songs on the album, would you have done them? What would you have released if you could have? Uh, thinking like stepping back in time, yeah, like I, w- I would have yeah. loved to take this song. Maybe Tightrope. Maybe Tightrope. Because I mean, Evans Alliance swamped where similar in a way so it would have been cool maybe to release a song that was that has a different flavor from the album maybe not angels punishment because it's not a song that might appeal to more people so that tightrope would have been perfect because it would have given even more of the heaviness in the album understand it would be pretty much impossible to remaster it because it's an analog still but if you could remaster any of the songs what would you do to say one particular song that really change it and make it like the song you would release today is there one you would do No, not really. Uh, th- there is a song, though, that I would like to remaster, but just for my personal taste, because I like it, which is Distant Sun, even if it's not from, from Common Eyes. But, but th- that, that's probably the only song that I always like, oh, I wish that this could be done this like this and that. But on, on Common Eyes, I think that we did pretty much what we wanted to do back then. I, I wouldn't think about remastering it. There was quite a distinctive graphical style in the album covers and, of course, in what you were wearing at the time. What can you yep. tell us about how that came together? Oh, it was a, it was a sort of a co-production with the graphic of Century Media because uh, unless you have like a super clear idea, it's always better that to give the job to somebody who's really able to do it. So he came up with different ideas, and when he came up with this flower, the eye, it was like really striking. And I really love the colors because, uh, especially back then, these colors were more uh, typical for bands, let's say like us, you know, more in the goth scene, but with a with a modern touch. Uh, and I, we liked it immediately when we when we saw it. We were like, that's it. You released two videos for, yeah. the, for the singles, um, but of course Heaven's a Lie had a number of videos. Oh God, yeah. So you had the one that you recorded in the studio, well, there were bits of bits yeah, of like your own band experience. Yes, montage of... Yeah, yeah, and then you had the one that it was recorded in LA. Oh my God, yes. You say that with a sense of... No, I'm... Well, the story of that video was like that... We've been, we've been sent a script in uh, in Milano. We got a mail with this beautiful treatment that was really, really striking, amazing. So we're going to do this and that, and this is going to be the effect, and you're going to do this and that, and it was supposed to be kind of like black and white. So we just got there, this beautiful villa in uh, Beverly Hills. So we see, the first thing we see is the villa, and we imagine, you know, this the scenery that was described in the in the mail. The first thing we see, we open the door and there is a room with like parquet uh, on the floor and rose petals on the floor, candles, you know the typical cliches of the gothic, the, the, but the 
cheesiest one, sorry, but I mean, it's yeah. just like the typical. And we're like, what is that? <laughs> it must be a joke. Because it was completely different. I mean, the treatment was really modern, almost film-esque, movie-like. And, I mean, once you're there, of course, you kind of have to do it because you can't really refuse to do it. And sometimes you're, you're hoping that the vision of the director will take you somewhere else, which is not that cliché. But in the end, it was really, really cliché. So we kind of, like, went with it. And, I mean, a lot of people like it because it's really cliché. Uh, but we hated it because we were hoping to have something more modern. And when we did Heaven's Alive with uh, Patrick Hill, I was in, in, in Sweden, we were extremely happy because it was perfect. You know, it was the image we wanted, like gothic but modern at the same time. More artistic. Yeah, the, the, the now considered official... So it's not, that, it's not that I hate it because I also understand that it's been done years and years ago. But I definitely remember that we were disappointed because it was like that was not what we were expecting. And the official video itself... How did that come together? I mean, you, you, you talk about it, it was perfect. What the one perfect? with Patrick? Yeah, the one with Patrick. Uh, he showed us some pictures of the location, uh, which is not a church, as a lot of people seem to think, but it's a, like it's an armory. Uh, but it was like under construction. I mean, they were renew it and um, remodeling it. So it was like without floor, and that was kind of tricky because it was really difficult to to stand up on, on, on that type of floor and I had heels so it was a pain in the ass um, we basically played with the with the sonography we had around because if you look at the video there's not like a story around it it's more about the the, the, the clothes it's more about the, you know, the priest suits that the guys are wearing it's more about my white dress which actually arrived the same day of the morning because it's something that I ordered from a company I just saw it I was like I want this so until the very few minutes before we started to shoot, I didn't even have a dress, and um, and that's how it happened. And the, and the place was just beautiful, so we shoot inside and and also in the in the backyard of this place, and it was really and the result is really cool. You did another um, video with Patrick, which was yeah. Swamped. Mm -hmm. How did that one come together as well? Um, it was more um, more of his ideas because I mean, what we really care about is like you know our own clothes and our own look. But he took care about the rest because he already had some ideas of like some um, some edit work to add after, like the fire. Of course, we didn't you know I didn't sing in a tunnel of fire, but um, we took a lot of. Uh, shots in front of a green, sc green screen and then in post-production he had a, a lot of stuff so mainly the ideas over the background were coming from from, uh, from him and we took care about the looks did you like the end result? yes and no I like very much some images like the one where I'm playing you know with the with the stripes that are actually like boxing not gloves but you know like mm -hmm. boxing protections uh, I like this image. Um, there are some images that are kind of cool, but they're cheesy. But I mean, I did I did them on purpose. You know, like the the part where I'm smushing my my lipstick. my lipstick. That was just like to play with something visual. But there are some other parts that uh, I probably could have avoided just because they don't really make sense. But overall, I think it's a good video, without a real story, but but it's a good video. I like very much the ending where we're walking out of the 
out of the big sort of castle we were shooting in. I like that image very much. Okay. You could have probably played more around that too. Do you have any other memories of Comalize as an album or what or how Comalize has changed you as a band? Um, well, it's not that changed us as a band because uh, you have to remember that it came out in 2002, but it became popular from 2004 because in 2004 that's where you know America discovered Evans Ally and Lacunacoy got the big boom. So already there, I didn't really have a lot of reminiscences from from what we did because everything started from zero the promotion from the album started but I didn't really remember okay. I just remember this big attention in the States on 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 Eva's life that I definitely remember you know Ozfest that was like insane yeah insane out selling other albums that was amazing Question. So we can leave this how out. does it feel to be a female in a band? <laughs> no. So how does it feel? What does Lacuna like, Coil mean? 119. So, um, um, <laughs> probably point. the time we have but until the show. <laughs> <laughs> probably just uh, that number haunts me everywhere. I, every time I look at something, it seems like you have to talk with them because I'm willing to tell you, but they don't want to. Did you hear that? Um, my question really was, and it's just one that's just coming to my head just now, so feel free if you struggle with it or to not answer it. Uh, favorite lyrics? You obviously. Yeah. Favorite lyrics? I think. Uh, I think Half Life. No, that's not an old Kamalai, though, is it? I know. I know. That's your favorite. But I really think that. Because I don't know for whatever reason, Half Life or? and Hyperfest where the lyrics that came out of nowhere really is like it, it it's like i just like started writing and and it was like oh <laughs> that was kind of weird is that across all the albums not not the, the maybe not the best i mean because i think i mean the, it depends what you what you mean by best lyrics because sometimes you're more cryptic and you know what you mean but people will never understand and sometimes you give a message that is more clear that people will receive better, but maybe it sounds simpler. So what what I liked about Hyperfest and um, and Half Life is that the language was a little bit more weird compared to the lyrics that we wrote for the other albums, and they they really came from out of nowhere. Like I just started writing and they came out, so it was like a weird feeling. It's like is it me? <laughs> is it me writing? Has any of the songs or the lyrics backfired? You talked about sort of favourite lyrics. I know in the past, especially in the US, when we started playing Heaven's a Lie, yeah. you made a point of explaining what the song was about. Yes. So what led to that? Was that just something you wanted to avoid? Uh, it's not that we wanted to avoid it. We just wanted to be clear that it wasn't a religious song just because we, we don't usually talk about politics and religion because we think that... You know, if you don't hurt anybody else close to you, you can be free to 
think whatever you want about you know, political view or religious view. So that's in that song, the heaven we were talking about was something more generic, something about um, related to what people want you to think, you know, kind of like people that are trying to brainwash you. But that can be applied to everything. It can be applied to religion, but it was not the heaven that the Christians are believing in. You know, it wasn't it wasn't something more respectful. And from one point of view, it was even more striking because, you know, it was a strong phrase. But on the other side, it was just like, you know, it's a word that has different meanings, especially in an artistic way. And in our way, it wasn't that happy. Did you ever get a bad reaction from everybody, anybody? Uh, not bad reaction, but I remember when we played, uh, we, we did a tour with POD. And they're a Christian band, openly Christian band. And I remember this guy who came to the... He was close to the merch table and just looked at me and was like, I really, really love the concert, really enjoy your music, but I cannot buy your CD because it says Heaven So High. And I was like, are you serious? Eh, what can I say? What can I say? You know, I, you know, I will not argue with that. Your choice. You know, there was a moment there where I actually thought I'd find out what 119 means. Next time, we'll be talking to Chris about Comalize, uh, getting his view, getting his feelings about how the recording went all those years ago. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to leave a comment at the Empty Spiral website at www.emptyspiral.net or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Empty Spiral Net or on Twitter at Empty Spiral Net. See you soon, everybody.